0: I'm Sean McCormick, and this is Optimal Performance.
1: Hey, what's the point of your vacation? It's like, there's not a point. It's just to experience it. I'm experiencing health. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to get to health.
2: And what are these medicines, these modalities that can move us closer to what we want to experience in life, which I would say most of us is to be healthy and happy and feel loved.
0: That's Chase Ramey and Mimi Lindquist, and they're the host of The Medicine, a really wonderful podcast by two incredible people, they're the type of people that you just want to be friends with. And in this podcast, we run through health and love and fitness. We talk about this unicorn fungi in the, that's in a product that they make called Immune Intel, it's AHCC. Uh, totally blew my mind a a new type of fungi i had never heard of. Uh, We talk about the importance of changing the way that you eat and and that you exercise. We talk about why you can't rely on your partner for happiness. They share with me today some really important philosophies on living, on life, on love, health, and happiness that are useful, I think, for all of us to be reminded of. Chase has been involved in the wellness industry for a long time, working with companies that you would know the name of, and he's got a really deep insight for how to live and create a lifestyle that that represents the fullest expression of who you are. It's really fun to do these episodes where there are couples or uh, two people at once because you get this dynamic where they build off of each other And some of their philosophies around life and health and fitness are, I think, really useful for all of us. You know, the idea of experiencing health rather than striving to attain health is in and of itself a really cool and very provocative idea. I know you're going to get a lot out of this episode, and I implore you when she starts to talk about the Immune Intel product, and how she describes this type of fungi, which is a cultured extract of hybridized medicinal mushrooms. This, this power adaptogen, um, take notes on that and check out the product too. Um, you can use the code OPP and you'll get 10% off if you're interested in boosting your immune system, who isn't? Just go to themedicine.com, that's M-E-D-I-C-I-N, no E at the end, and check it out. Do a little bit of research on this incredible product. I hope you love this podcast. I really enjoyed this conversation and I got a lot out of it. And I think that you will too. You can always follow me at realseanmccormick on Instagram. You can go to seanmccormick.com to, to get discounts on biohacking equipment, uh, go to show archives, and also... Uh, Learn a little bit about what I do as a coach, life coach and performance coach. Uh, I just, oh, and also I was just on the biohackers university uh, summit. I just got interviewed and I did a talk on psychedelics and biohacking. So keep a lookout for that. If you want to learn more about that, hit me up on Instagram, send me an email, Sean, at SeanMcCormick.com. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Chase and Mimi. Welcome everyone to the Optimal Performance Podcast. My name is Sean McCormick. I'm a life coach, performance coach, wellness entrepreneur, and it's my pleasure to bring to you every single week the world's leaders in the field of performance so that you can live your life at its most optimal level. Plus, cutting-edge ideas so that you can stay ahead of the curve in an ever-changing world. Let's dig right in. And we're here with Mimi Lindquist and Chase Ramey, co-host of The Medicine. Welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Thanks for having us. So stoked to be here. We're going to have so many cool things to talk about. It's going to be hard for me to stay focused, um, but that's a good problem to have when you're (laughs) a podcast host because the two of you know this just as well. I I would love to start with a question that, because I like to cut right to it. I would love for both of you to define medicine for me.
2: Mm, We've Mm. never been asked that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I, do you have something you want to say right away? I can go.
1: Of course I can go. Um, (laughs) The way that I've looked at medicine and the way that we, we define it and spell it even without an E on the end. I followed a script in life through my first 20, like literally through my first like 27, 28 years. That's everything from the way that I pursued my career, the way that I pursued uh, health for a while. It was the way that I pursued a relationship with, you know, God or in the form of religion. And through that script following mainstream. I mean, we're, we're kids of the 90s who grew up in like middle-class suburban America. Things were freaking okay. You know, they were <laughs> they were okay. They weren't painful. Yet, I found myself with underlying pain, spiritually, mentally, ended up physically through these pursuits of what the script would suggest I should be doing in these different avenues of life. And no matter what I did, from a traditional medicine perspective, whether that was the how to improve your career steps one through 10, how to get in shape steps one through 10 or diet or relationships, I found myself empty, I found myself asking, there has to be more than this, is this it, because I followed the plan and I feel like shit. So for me, and, and in what led from that point into where I am today have been these different modalities, these different protocols, these different uh, experiences that I would define as the real medicine of my life. And you know what, They're niche, they're hmm. non traditional, they're uh, outside of the box. And so when I talk about it in the form of health, that is plants before pills, as our friend Adrian Zimmerman from from Ned would suggest, it is leaning inward instead of reaching externally for something to fix your problems. Um, It is realizing that there doesn't have to be a definition necessarily of what God looks like, you know, old white guy with a beard or surfer Jesus (laughs) is kind of what we grew up (laughs) with, but rather it's something that brings you uh, to an closer embodiment of love. And so all of these are examples of medicines for me. And it is what ultimately leads you closer to love, closer to health and not in, not in the way that somebody else defines it for you, but rather in a way that just resonates inside of your own being.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Ditto. (laughs) I mean, I, I I have an answer as well, but I didn't, I didn't know if you wanted to respond to that.
0: No, I'd love, I'd love your, I'd love your interpretation as well.
2: Um, mine i will make a little more simply although that was beautiful i love i love your mind um i would say just simply a medicine <clears throat> to me now is a modality a treatment or an experience that moves you closer to health whether that be physical health or emotional health spiritual health relational health there's so many <laughs> aspects of health in our life. And that's what our whole podcast is about is the medicine podcast is about developing intentional relationships in every aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. And what are these medicines, these modalities that can move us closer to what we want to experience in life, which I would say most of us is to be healthy and happy and feel loved. So that's how I would define medicine. Um, And for me in life, you know, it really doesn't come in a bottle too much anymore. Um, Certainly not with a prescription on it. Um, It's more so coming in the form of sunshine or laughter or sex or clean water. Um, So these non-traditional medicines of the earth is what we're interested in now. And I think that has had a more profound uh, effect on my life, n- more so than any other like Western medicine, I think would ever be able to.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm aware. I, I've become aware through your guys' explanation of that, about the, the common denominator people think of medicine as as prescript as prescriptive chemical from a doctor. Uh, and and yet there are these phrases that we use where someone screws up, where they didn't need to, and someone else says, well, you have time to take your medicine, like, uh, you know, and those to me are are, are opposed, right? There's a difference between medicine for an X, or you need to go do the right thing, right? Kind of an idea. And the doing the right thing, the idea that your relationship to food or exercise or a partner or community is really, really important, I think, to understand because obviously that's also your medicine, right? And do you think that you need to necessarily, that in order order to have medicine be effective or the idea of taking your medicine and all of its definitions that the two of you kind of laid out. Do you think that there needs to be a a, a sense of underperformance or lack in order to take your medicine?
2: Mm, that's a great question. I would say right off the bat, it certainly can include something like that when when you you or someone is out of balance and your body will tell you, communicate with you like, hey, got some acne here. Something's out of balance in your gut hey, your relationship is a little subpar, something's out of balance, you know, there's those uh, instances for sure. But I think uh, I love the way that you frame that question, because I don't know if I've even really thought about that, because when I go out into the sunshine, and it feels like medicine for me, mm. I don't necessarily think that there is anything lacking in my life that it, that the sunshine is now creating that perfect puzzle piece. Like, oh, there was an empty space here. And now the sunshine is filling it in. I think when you are, get to a state of balance, mostly balance in your life, these medicines then almost like make your cup like runneth over, um, to where there was no, there was no imbalance per se. It's just highlighting mm. your, your life as your medicine.
1: Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I it's it's the idea of like fix the roof when the sun is shining. You don't necessarily need your entire house to collapse before you make changes to fix it. I think there is medicine in the upkeep of yourself and the constant tuning into your own body to realize where and when you can make improvements, maintain equilibrium, uh, even optimize from a really balanced place so I think medicine although it can be most profound when you've dipped into a little bit of a negative or or experienced the polarity of the medicine by having gone through a dark night of the soul or a a health uh, bottoming out or something along those lines I don't necessarily think it has to be medicine just because you've stepped into deficiency rather it can be this maintenance element mm-hmm. as well.
0: Yeah. Mm. The title of the podcast is optimal performance, right? And, and so, so folks who listen to this podcast are, are doing pretty good, right? Like they're, I think they're organized. I think they're looking for solutions. They're looking for new, new modes of thought, lifestyle ideas and, and product ideas and so forth and you're right it, it doesn't necessarily need to be some deficiency or some lack it can be how do you want to enhance this thing how do you want to enhance your community how do you want to enhance your uh your mental clarity these are all things that that we can that we can use um and you know for for folks who for folks who you know have experienced Plant medicines and and plant medicines, whether it's you know uh, psychedelic shamanism or a sort of Ayurvedic approaches, it clicks right. It clicks right away. Like medicine, okay, I get that. I get that. That can be ayahuasca or combo or whatever. But it's also mushrooms in their various forms, and it's also all this other stuff. I just I, I I'm struck by that, and I and I and I think you're right. I think redefining what medicine is, how we think about it, how we take it, whether, whether it's because our roof, the house is falling down, or because we just want to increase our performance. I think, uh, I think it's an important reframing of that idea, because then we won't, we won't sort of, we won't uh, be in a position to like, demonize or feel bad. It's just like, no, take mm-hmm. it, take it, it's going to help. I don't yeah. know if you have thoughts
1: yeah. on that. Oh, no, totally. Yeah. And, and, Seasonality and diversity is the answer to so many of the struggles in the human condition. Even in the way that you eat, having a fixed schedule on what you eat, or maybe the way you exercise, doing the same routine on repeat, will lead to diminishing results. And so, seasonality, diversity, and constant cycling of whatever you're doing, whatever you're working on, whatever you're putting into your body is so healthy for the human being that even if things are going well the constant focus on how can i change things up novelty is amazing hmm. and it is exciting and it keeps us really going with fervor and so even if it's not because your life kind of sucks or your health sucks having a practice for rotation or seasonally seasonally finding diversity in the way that you eat the way that you move I mean, everybody appreciates home after they've left, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but you also appreciate vacation because you're home. And it's this balance of the relationship between where is nostalgia in what I have? It's really beautiful. But nostalgia can quickly turn into like ritual and a religious practice versus having novelty and new experience, and and then kind of coming back into a place of of familiarity. And and I think that dynamic is what we're all trying to figure out to some Mm -hmm. degree. Um, But it really is a beautiful Mm -hmm. formula for keeping life sexy.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I would also add to that, that, you know, talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs is like, once you, okay, I feel safe. Now I need some food and some shelter. And you go up this ladder of hierarchy, you know, of, of needs. And it's like, once we feel like generally, like, I feel pretty good in my body. And like, you know, I, I, I'm i pretty balanced overall. I, I like my job. I like, you know, these different aspects, I feel pretty good. It's like, then we take in things to reach the next level of optimization, right, where we're actually now nourishing our soul, not just our mm-hmm. physical body, not just our, you know, physical relationship, but we're actually now this medicine that once filled maybe a, an imbalance in me is now nourishing my soul. And I get to learn about myself even more on a soul level. Mm. So you're moving up the ladder. And so I I think these medicines can really change, even if medicine hasn't changed, Mm -hmm. whereas sunshine can help me with my vitamin D deficiency. But then I, you know, once I got that figured out, then I go out and sit in the sunshine and I talk to my soul because it's eliciting this magic in me that I can't even really explain. So you're moving up this ladder to get to know yourself on a soul level more, I believe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by BioPro Plus. Hormones are essential for optimal performance. Every year after puberty, your ability to create growth hormone decreases. And it doesn't matter how good your sleep is, how good your diet is, how fit you are. The fact is you can be experiencing chronic fatigue, body fat, low libido, poor sleep, just from having your hormones out of whack. That's where BioPro Plus comes in. All you have to do is go to bioproteintech.com and use the code OPP for $30 off. It's a 100% non-synthetic growth hormone supplement and it will not shut off your own growth hormone creation, which means that you don't have to be on it forever and ever like some testosterone replacement therapies. Plus is the type of product that Olympians have been using for decades and decades and now it's available to you. I've been using Biopro Plus for about six weeks now, and I feel more like myself than I have in a long time. I'm sleeping better. I have more energy. My mood has enhanced. I know that this product is going to be a game changer for so many people. So go to BioProteinTech.com and use the code OPP for $30 off. And so many people are stuck (laughs) at that relational, that relationship Mm -hmm. part of, of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And... That's hard to to continue to uh, elevate above that. if you're like hung up on your community, your coworkers, your marriage, the relationship that you have, with your kids. If that's if that's so much that that's just you, it's pickling your brain to try to like manage that stuff. You're right, then how can you elevate to the nourishment of your soul, your self-actualization? And just because I'm a Maslow dork, you know, I, I get excited about it. The apparently, maybe you guys know this already, but apparently on his deathbed, um, Maslow had some work and was was talking about another step in the hierarchy mm. of needs, which was transcendence, mm-hmm. which, which was like a spiritual transcendence, whether that's nirvana or, or some elevated sense of, of spiritual growth. Uh, I just thought that was fascinating and you're right. If you're, if you're stuck on your relationships, then man, how can you, it's yeah. that's, once that's good, then you can enhance your sense of self. You can nourish your soul. You can do things yeah. to that are, they're spiritually uplifting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have to keep asking questions because we're going to keep riffing back and forth. <laughs> questions I love it. And I'm going to get through like two of them in, in the time we have. Um, I'm, I'm so impressed by the two of you and, you know, we've known each other in, in, in certain ways for for years, but this is the first time that we've connected for a conversation like this. I know how dynamic the two of you are in the work that you do, the products, the the management, the the podcast, the fitness, all of that stuff is, is just so inspiring. And so uh, I would love for you guys to give our listeners uh, a background story about how just overall, and I know that you've, you've said it. A bunch of times, you know, it on like the, like at the back of your hand, but just for it to context, cause I rarely do episodes of, with, with couples. Um, but I would love to hear the, your story.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll jump into it. We're long-winded suckers. So, uh, I apologize. I'll get, I'll give the most like a bridged version possible, um, without, you know, skipping any of the juicy details. <laughs> we are childhood sweethearts from Spokane, Washington. Holler. Holler in Washington state. <laughs>
0: um,
1: and we, like I said, we're from like middle-class suburban America. We kind of like lived the Disney Channel dream of like white kids in the nineties and <laughs> fell in love as teenagers. Started, you know, met when we were 14, 15, started dating in high school. You know, Megan was my first kiss, my, my first love. Um, and we had an absolutely blissful childhood romance. I'm like summers at the lake. We knew each other's families like they were our best friends. And we were in a in a evangelical Christian environment, which pushed us and groomed us into <laughs> the script, which was after school, after college, get married. Uh, so that's what we did. We we got married literally right after college and began our work in the world as adults. Um, Unfortunately, the, there's not much of a, a script outside of make money, get a house, have kids. Um, there's not much else for like tools as far as nurturing really healthy relationships and finding out who you just authentically are.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so we, after getting married, get hit with a baseball bat to the face of adult responsibilities for the first time in our very beautiful, blissful childhood relationship that was now sitting in adulthood, probably a little bit too soon. We're faced with debt and we're faced with real responsibilities. I have a consult, a financial consulting job that's taking me uh, across the country on an airplane every single Monday and Friday. And Megan has left in Seattle. We'd moved to Seattle at this point. And over the course of time, we started taking these degrees of separation apart from each other so much so that. We found ourselves three years into a marriage and having completely lost touch with who we are as a couple, who we were individually, losing our health. Both having very unhealthy. We're, we're athletes by background. I played basketball in college. Megan was always extremely active. And you get into the adult life and you're eating bullshit food <laughs> and you're you're not really understanding what real movement should look like, and you're unhealthy. For me, it was it was a, an addiction to exercise but then a, a, a lifestyle that included drinking and, and sort of sabotaging myself through the types of food that I was eating. And so I was very nutritionally deficient, um, relying on garbage supplements. And so I had really found myself in a place of my individual health sucks. I don't have a higher purpose or mission. I'm just working for money and it was good money. It was a, it was a great gig. And then my relationship was uh, you know in the tank. It ultimately led to hey, this isn't working and it's time for a separation. Um, So myself, I had an opportunity to uh, move to San Diego, Uh, took a transfer or a a promotion through the firm that I was working for and decided I was leaving to California. Um, I ideally would have liked that to have been our partnership, our marriage to move. But uh, at that point in time, you know, Megan brought to my attention these things that were becoming issues.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had gotten to a really uh, unbalanced. It's like the uh, understatement of the century. A very unbalanced place where I had no connection to my center, to the love that we shared, um, and I was convinced. And I'm sort of stubborn that when I'm convinced of something, it's very hard to change my mind. I was convinced that I was unhappy in my life because we were unhappy because. Maybe I made a mistake in choosing Chase as my partner because he wasn't making me happy. So I very coldly, two weeks before we moved to San Diego, we had an apartment down here ready to go, like signed a lease and everything two weeks before that. I told him, I'm not going, but I want you to still go. You should still go because I don't, if this doesn't work out between us, I don't want you to lose your job as well. And kind of gave him this like really like bitchy ultimatum. And (laughs) it's like, I'm talking about someone else, but (laughs) I I don't want to like project that I, I am talking like that was that was me at that point in time. And, um, and so Chase moved down to San Diego with his TV and his clothes and I stayed up in Seattle. And, um, so yeah, then we, we were officially separated and a few months later we made it legal. So we were divorced. Um, and then we both went through our grand Canyon of out of balance, trying to find ourselves spiritual epiphanies All the things that people usually go through in their 20s, um, we kind of condensed into this three-year period, uh, kind of, we both had very mirrored experiences, and little by little, we started to, like, claw our way out of this Grand Canyon of hell, basically. First, it, it started with both of our physical health, and we had to really get clear on okay how do I want to feel what do I want to do who do I want to surround myself with okay I probably should stop drinking and going out I need to do this little by little by little and we were both very committed to that because we it was clear that like okay this isn't how you do it how do you do it (laughs) and at this time I was getting really deep into trying to figure out how how do you build a conscious relationship because I thought I found my soulmate at 15 and clearly that wasn't it so I had to start over from, from scratch and I was just devouring everything I could. And, um, it, you know, little by little, you know how it goes, a snowball when you, you know, catch a flame, you catch that spark of self-development, you really can't stop. And I, I didn't. And um, it, it led me down a path of entrepreneurism. I left dental hygiene and I really started to work on myself and uh, I had this guiding light of, teaching people about medicinal mushrooms and how it changed my life and transformed my health. And that is ultimately what really sparked our reunion of just friendship Mm. first was our shared love of this really niche health and wellness space kind of focused on this medicinal mushroom mystery and magic.
1: So what's completely Mm -hmm. wild is like, you know, Megan's still up in Seattle. I'm down in San Diego. We are not talking like I deleted her number from my phone. There's no connection. Yet, while she's going through this roller coaster ride of her own, you know, physical, spiritual relationship health, I'm doing literally the same thing. Like, it's completely mirrored just in San Diego. Um, Overactive social life, over exercising. Um, I'm working like crazy and I'm not enjoying it. I hit a physical brick wall. I hit, you know, what someone called like adrenal exhaustion or adrenal fatigue. I lost like 30 pounds in like the course of a month and was like, oh my God and this was after having been you know buff and handsome and like 26 and single in california like what a dream right and i just completely run into this brick wall and 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 have to sit literally like take time off cut all exercise and just reevaluate like okay health was something i took for granted what is it i have to get to the bottom of this um and i just jumped right in like at the time it was, it was like Sean Stevenson, Ben Greenfield podcasts. I do not even know what I was listening to, but I was, I was really intrigued. Um, found medicinal mushrooms and these adaptogens, what the hell are adaptogens? Something like ashwagandha, something like, um, you know, cordyceps, lion's mane, reishi uh, mushrooms and found them healing my body or at least empowering me enough to be able to heal my body in an appropriate way. I can't help myself. I'm I'm in love with this stuff. I'm in love with this space and this industry, and so I actually uh, had had gained some friends down in California who worked, uh, who had started this brand new company called Organifi, and they they uh, uh, had this green juice product that I was I had been taking, and I started hanging out with them. Uh, they became my friends in the community. Started doing some contract work with them, and then I I left my uh, sexy finance career, literally took a fifty percent pay cut, and was like, screw it. I am going to jump all in on this. This is where I want to be. And that was really the starting point for me to just be thoroughly obsessed for this entire space of, of health and wellness, kind of the holistic health and wellness, which ultimately led us back together. We, uh, organically had began having some level of conversation. Uh, we're talking, we're dorking out about mushrooms. Like mushrooms is very much a theme for us. And, uh, Realize that we're both going to be in person at this natural product expo in anaheim california in 2019 and we decide to spend a little time together like we decide to spend some time together after three years of hardly any communication uh, we'd only seen each other like at one time uh, when we were when we were home for the holidays one year and, um, we, we met up at Expo West.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Do you want to, <laughs> I mean, we can keep going, but yeah, no, I'm curious <laughs> about
0: what the, what the first conversation was like, when did you, what was that like when you're like, I'm just, I'm super into medicinal. You probably think it's stupid yeah. But yeah. Super yeah. Into medicinal <laughs> mushrooms and the other one's like, oh my God. Like I, ha- yeah. Yeah. I have to imagine that must've been such a bizarre moment. Yeah. Like, Actually, who said it was- first?
1: it was while, So I was actually on a date with uh, a, another girl and Megan had heard through some of our friends that I'd left my financial career and, and stepped into uh, this Organifi space. And she had been a consumer of Organifi. So she just texted me like sort of out of the blue after a long period of time of no communication. Mm-hmm. She texted me literally like while I'm on a date with this other girl. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Hey, I heard about the fact that you're at Organifi. I love Organifi, you know, hope all's well. I'm really excited for you. And that just kind of opened the door to this conversation of like, oh yeah, you're into this stuff. Like what shows have you been listening to? What, uh, what mushrooms do you like? And uh, it started this, what started out as like kind of a infrequent texting every now and then sending each other, maybe an article or a podcast. Um, And then it was like, Hey, I'm, I'm just chilling. You want to you want to talk on the phone?
2: Yeah. And I, I'll add to that. We, what added to this like fascinating mushroom conversation was the fact that I had left my dental hygiene job and now was providing through e-commerce on Instagram and things, this food that I had created, I think maybe, I can't even remember if you had tried them, but the brain hits that I created, which was an AHCC food. I can't remember if we were homies at this point in time or not. Um, But I had created this food and it was all centered around this mushroom product called AHCC, which I am a total nerd for. And uh, I started telling Chase about it and it really sparked his interest. (laughs) Fast forward, you know, five years now, I guess, four years, we that's our private label together. Like that's the, you know, Mm -hmm. cornerstone of our business is providing this mushroom supplement. Uh, so it also was like a part of our story. Like I was trying to like, no, you don't get it. How great this is. It's not just (laughs) shiitake. You don't understand. Let me explain it to you type of conversations. And so it really just, it it was just a little wedge into like sharing our passions with each other. And, um, we had both gotten to a place where we genuinely wanted the best for each other.
0: Hmm. And
2: it took a lot of work, uh, for, for both of us in, in that space. And, and um, yeah, mushrooms was just the, <clears throat> the friend that we both needed and the, that, that we got to bond over.
0: <laughs> Can you tell us, tell us, tell us about the product because now, now that we have the backstory about how this, yeah. <laughs> this product was born, tell us, tell us about yeah.
2: it. Yeah. So our product is called immune Intel AHCC and AHCC is it, it stands for active hexose correlated compound. It's a, a, patented cultured mushroom product from the mycelium of shiitake mushroom so it comes from shiitake it's not a mushroom in and of itself so this group amino up in japan holds the patent so they provide ahcc for the entire world so if somebody's like what i know mushrooms and i've never heard of uh you know this mushroom I was there too. Like I thought I knew something about mushrooms, um, but it is the most clinically researched specialty immune supplement in the world it has over 25 different in vivo clinical trials. It's used in cancer clinics, worldwide, teaching hospitals, research organizations. It is like the gold standard of immune supplement. Mm. So it, it, and it's because of the way that they culture it and it, it takes like 45 to 60 days to culture. It's very, very special. We call it the unicorn of mushroom supplements. Mm -hmm. And so what it's actually doing in the body is helping to modulate your immune system. So it's not a booster. It's not a suppressant. It really, you know, helps support all different types of people with all different types of conditions because it's literally regulating and adding immune intelligence to your body, which is why we named it immune intel. So your body and in, in, in immune system specifically is functioning with more intelligence, which really bolsters the entire physiology. Not only is your immune system more educated, it also helps to decrease systemic inflammation, and it also helps to decrease CRP, C-reactive protein in the body. Um, and so it's, it, when you have, oh, oh, and also stress, you know, uh, stress in the body, cortisol, managing things like cortisol. So when you have this trifecta of the immune system, inflammation, and stress regulation, there's not one chronic issue that doesn't touch one, two, or all three of Mm. those things. So when people hear about it, they're like, oh, this sounds like, be uh, some miracle product or whatever. And it's it's because it it has a dynamic mechanism of action in the body. It's not just going for one mechanism of action, like with a pharmaceutical. That's what we're used to is like, oh, this product does this one thing in the body. But anyone who has studied or knows anything about mushrooms, they know that how dynamic and how truly intelligent these beings are that aren't plants or animals, or they're somewhere in the middle. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, so that's what AHCC is. And, and we, uh, I just, it latched onto my soul and Mm -hmm. I knew from the beginning because of how it transformed my life and my health. I knew that this, had to get out there. I had to educate more people, as many people as I could, who are suffering maybe, maybe unnecessarily from something like HPV. They don't know that this is an option or an answer potentially. And so I made it my mission in life to share this with the world.
1: Yeah. And I got to, you know, give props to this girl because like, even myself having been somewhat acquainted with the, the mushroom space, um, You know, mycelium can get a bad rap in the, in the mushroom space because of the way that it's, um, you know, manufactured and, and, and it's pulled from a lot of like myceliated grain, or essentially you can just like extract the entire, you know, soil that it's grown on and and kind of like grind it up and turn it into powder. And that's oftentimes what's sold in myceliated products. Mm -hmm. And so I was a little bit skeptical having heard that this is a mycelium product, but mycelium is not to be, you know, demonized. It's, it's just, unfortunately the way that it's typically manufactured, it's, it's mixed with a lot of other gunk. Because of the the process that HCC goes through, this this extremely long, ex, uh, expensive process, it actually is such a pure form of HCC, or uh, of of mycelium, that it's you know significantly more effective than than most you know mushroom based products. For instance, a lot of times beta glucans are the you know immunomodulating elements that make up. Uh, mushroom supplements from the fruiting body that are often touted as as kind of the the immune boosting um pieces of, of key consideration uh hcc has what's called alpha glucans which is like i think it's like a thousand times more effective than than beta glucans hmm. and then th- this girl went all the way to japan like the product is extremely the, the raw material is extremely expensive it's extremely rare it's a mouthful active hex. <laughs> i can barely i can barely pronounce it myself it is not a sexy marketing. Uh, angle so there's a reason people haven't heard about it for for more reasons than than just one it's because it's kind of a mouthful she went all the way to Japan she got to know every single person like literally in the supply chain of this process (laughs) and uh, got inside literally this this place to be like hey I want to I want to start moving this thing on a podcast I want to start moving this thing online it's really only ever been used by like naturopaths and kind of like niche clinics across the country and she's pulled a, a private label for our business, which we've now been doing for, you know, two years to try to get this thing into the bodies mm. of as many people as possible. It is a freaking unicorn product. And some of the testimonials we get back from people who've been implementing it as a part of their <laughs> life is just mind blowing. I mean, yeah. we can't make claims, right? Like that's kind sure. of the dicey area. Uh, but some of these testimonials are just uh, like so humbling and profound.
0: This episode is brought to you by Spartan Race. See, the truth is, I don't even like running. You know, I played college soccer, but the running part, I didn't love. But I did, and I do love, the feeling of pushing myself and giving my training real purpose. And that's why I have Spartan Race on the calendar. They're the perfect test of all-around athleticism. They have 5Ks, 10Ks, they have even half and ultras, but with obstacles along the way. I've never done one of these, but I am super excited to go push myself to the next level of performance. If you want to change your life with one simple move, make a public commitment and put a date on the calendar and let's take on the Spartan race together. We're putting together a team for the Seattle Spartan race, which is August 13th and 14th. And in fact, I'm actually getting my kids involved too. Super excited for this. Super excited to have Spartan sponsor the Optimal Performance Podcast too. So here's what you do. To join our team, all you need to do is post a video or a photo of yourself training for your Spartan race and use the hashtag SpartanTraining and tag at Spartan and tag me at RealSeanMcCormick and send me a screen grab and I will give you free tickets to the race. Okay, back to the episode. I, I know a thing or two about mushrooms as well, <clears throat> and I just learned a whole bunch right there. I mean, I, <laughs> a lot, a lot. And, and I'm obviously familiar with adaptogens, and I think a lot of other listeners are are also aware of this modulating effect that different adaptogens provide, but uh, that is that is a nice rundown. Um, I got to try it. I got to try it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, get yeah. You, we'll get you set up. Yeah. I mean, that, it sounds incredible. I'm going to I'm gonna go back and listen to this again. And, and whoever's listening now, if you didn't catch all that, you know, Mimi's explanation of the mechanisms of action and what it helps and stuff, go back and listen to it and wrap your brain around it <laughs> because it does sound incredibly unique. And I I too had the same sort of prejudice against my ciliated grain in the episodes that I've done with uh, with Jeff Chilton from Namex. Yeah. He's like, it's fruiting body or nothing. You know, Paul Stamets is full of shit, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. That, yeah. There's like a little civil, civil yeah. war in the bunch
2: underground, like my ciliated yeah. grain base versus fruiting body. Like, Yeah. And, and AHCC is not in either camp. It's uh, really a yeah. unicorn all on its own. And Jeff Chilton, if you, if you ask him about it, he'll be like, oh yeah, H I did ask him yeah. about yeah. it. Uh, when we interviewed him for our pod podcast, he's our homie. Like, I just like want him to be my grandpa. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, oh Yeah. AHCC, it's in a class all of its own, because I was Uh like kind of worried how he was going to respond, because it is it comes from the mycelium. And if anyone is confused about this, it's not the mycelium that is the issue. It's the grain that they use to grow the mycelium on that then gets finalized, you know, that then gets crushed and in the final product. So now they're buying a "mush" um, quote unquote, mushroom product. They don't know is mostly grains. Mm-hmm. So they're buying very expensive grains, essentially, ah. which isn't going to hurt them, but it's completely diluted. It's not going to have the potent effect of mushrooms in the body. So yeah. that's completely separate than how AHCC is cultured in this huge facility for over 60 days, the way that it's cultured in these huge liquefied tanks. Like it's a crazy cool setup.
0: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. I mean, your enthusiasm obviously shines through in explaining <laughs> it and talking about it. Yeah. That's so great. I love it. Um, I want to change gears cause, uh, I've got, I've got so many juicy questions before we turn on the mics. Uh, we talked a little bit about Paul Cech and he's been on the podcast before you guys are friends with him. And, and just recently, apparently just went, did a workshop this weekend uh, at the time of recording. And we started to dive into a conversation around biohacking and why, 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 why should people care about health? Why should people care about longevity? Like what's it all for? right and so i would love to hear your thoughts on on this i on this question which is okay so i feel better that's fine i'm 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 performing at a higher level i may be clearer of mind but where does this go and so i'm curious about why health should be so central to a life or a relationship or education you know like what what's it for what what's the what's the good of it mm-hmm.
1: yeah no it's a great question I, I love these two because they're they're just so non-traditional in the in the conversation space so i i really love this health i look at it so similar to you know purpose in a lot of ways our world encourages us to all approach these different avenues very transactionally i need to do x y z in order to equal health if i can just take this path and this plan to equal health, I'm gonna be fine. My issue with that is that there's an attachment to the outcome and a definition for what the outcome of health or purpose could look like. And with that, if you have an expectation for that eventual thing, we're calling it health right now, you're going to miss out on the entire point of health, which is the journey, which is the process. Hmm. When you have an expectation or a predefined set of characteristics of what health will include for you, you're going to be one if you don't achieve it you're going to be miserable because you have failed. And then two, even if you do achieve it, having the outcome in mind you'll miss out on the awe you'll miss out on the uh, the pleasure of the present moment you'll miss out on play you'll miss out on the opportunity to learn about yourself. So, when I zoom all the way back out and I think about health, what's funny is it's like, it's not actually this sort of outcome or this this peak of the mountaintop. Rather, it's this process and it's, it's this journey for learning more about yourself, for realizing that you can experience this human life from a different plane where it's clearer, where it feels less dense, where you're able to experience more joy and love in your life because your your vessel is hmm. a, a more open container for those types of things. And it is not about the end result. It's like literally about the journey. And I know that's like a cliche and it's like super corny, <laughs> but it's kind of like asking somebody, hey, what's the point of your vacation? It's like, there's not a point. It's just to experience it. Uh-huh. I, I'm experiencing health. Mm. I'm not trying to get to health because if you're, if you're constantly trying to get, there's always, there's always another peak. There's always a, another level that will make the relationship to food and movement seem like it's a burden eventually.
0: Mm. That is such a great answer. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) I mean that you're right. The vacation thing. Uh, uh, I agree completely. I agree completely. And and I had not considered that 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 idea, that thought. I mean, I believe that there is no finish line, you know, in this life. You're not going to be happier when you make double the amount of money because when you make double the amount of money, you're going to want more money and more stuff and yeah. more prestige or praise or you know, whatever, you know, and you're right it is it is cliche for people in health wellness and personal development to say it's really about the journey but it's it is it really is it really is about that experience because it's part of your life and you get to have this life you get this body right now you get this brain right now so how do you how do you want to spend time doing it and i also really like the idea that when you are, when your body is healthier, when you're sleeping better, your experience of life itself changes. And that's why you see so many folks like yourself, like yourselves who are, are vibrating at a whole nother level than most folks. And those folks who have put a premium on the process and being wrong and taking risks and making adjustments are the folks that, that also, happen to make a difference in the world, and um, usually make a bit more money and have a little bit more peace and a little bit more joy in their life. And so, I, I was not expecting that answer, but I'm, I'm, I love it. Wow.
1: Good. Yeah, and it comes back down to just having having a relationship based anything,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's like kind of what we were talking about earlier. What, what Megan was talking about is like, let's let's create relationships with these things that we have in life instead of transactional attachments to outcome.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, for me, I mean, echoing everything he just said, we are just consider us the same soul, just speaking with two mouths. (laughs) Um, But I would say, you know, if somebody was like, well, why do I even want to figure out how to be healthy? Why do I, I think to some who have not really dipped their toes into it and really gotten into it with a fervor, not just because they have to, or because their partner is making them or whatever, but they really have this desire. I think it's easy from the outside, looking in, (laughs) looking at someone who chooses not to drink alcohol, for example, and almost like feel sorry for them. Like, "Mm, that's too bad for them that they don't get to enjoy alcohol. Mm, I feel bad for them. When that person likely like in our case you know we don't we don't really drink unless it's dry farm wine um you know once in a while here and there um so someone could look at that and be like wow they're really not you know living it up having fun and it's it's so intentional it's it's because i want to experience something greater mm-hmm. i want to you know experience greater peaks and heights in every single aspect of my life so i don't feel the need to dumb down my central nervous system. I don't want to do that. One, there's way better substances out there than alcohol, just FYI. Um, But also like it, it it dumbs me down and I want to have peak experience. So I think that's just one example using the example of alcohol, but I think it's easy for someone who is living, you know, the average kind of sad American, you know, uh, standard American diet. I mean, that it's almost like we are not experiencing a full life because we're not eating the Doritos and we're not drinking and we're not, you know, engaging in crazy one night stands or whatever it is. Um, I think it's easy to make that judgment when you haven't been in it. But for me, establishing relationship with health, whether it's relationship or spirituality or physical health is about experiencing more peaks In life. And like Chase said, if your vessel is not clear, you're not going to be experiencing the peaks, Mm. you're going to be experiencing superficiality, you're going to Mm. be experiencing, you know, like, your hormones and your neurotransmitters might be working with dopamine. But is it satiating? Is it Mm. fulfilling? Is it hitting your soul and making you like radiate joy? Or is it eight seconds of orgasm with a stranger that's exciting to you you know <laughs> that's kind of a crude example but i'm i'm being dramatic to make the point that like i experience and i search for health i am i am on the journey of health because i want to experience more peaks and i want to make sure that my vessel is as clear as possible my antenna as chase likes to say sometimes is crystal clear it is ready to go and it is picking up these different frequencies of a very full intentional Life.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I agree with all of it. And I think a lot of folks don't know what they're missing, you know, if if you've if you've been undernourished and underslept, overtired and overstressed since you were a kid. And a lot of this has to do, you know, with how your family functions and sort of genetics and stuff like that. But if if your if your experience, if your life experience doesn't include feeling really good and being on point and engaged and interested and passionate about stuff because your brain is working well and your body's working well and you're getting high quality sleep and you're nourished, then you don't really know what you're missing out on. And Mimi, I really like the idea of more peaks because I'm 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 built the same way. Like I want to I want to experience the coolest, biggest, most bizarre things in as as often as i can and also get my shit done and stay and stay on track um the the part about relationship is is interesting and i would you know i'd be remiss if i didn't if we didn't talk about fitness and relationship and balance and i think balance is sort of a loaded term a lot of times for people but you know how you are in relationship with fill in the blank is really important and and i did a really great podcast with leonard Perlmutter who's the president of the american meditation society and we talk all about relationship he's like what's your relationship to the person that cut you off in traffic what's your relationship to alcohol what you know you, you when you think about that way it's because if there's there's two things going on there's this there's this thing and then there's my relationship to it and how i manage that is really important because i'm totally unaware of that then i'm being kind of you know i'm uh a uh, ball in the ocean just kind of floating around, going around with whatever comes up. So for for folks who are interested, maybe they're in us coaches, we call it this gap, right? You're not really where you once were, you're not where you want to be, but you're making changes and you're in a relationship. Um maybe you're married or you're just in a, a committed romantic relationship. And if you really want to get more out of your life you want to be healthier and happier. you want to drink less, you want to watch fewer shows at night as a default. but maybe your partner is not. Maybe they're not quite on board or they're a little slow on the uptake or maybe they're they're resistant to your growth. You, your guys, you're you're so uniquely situated to be able to talk about this. what What should folks be doing? What's a good way to, integrate more healthy choices into your life with a partner?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. I can I can start if you yeah. want. Um I love this question because it's we get asked it a lot, you know, like, hey, what do I do if my partner's not into this? And uh, there's there's so many different directions that you can go, but I would say first of all, get really clear on your own intention and your intention going into whatever you decide to do, whether it's like, Hey, I want to read more instead of watching Netflix, or I want to, mm, I want to cut out more packaged food. I want to eat more whole foods, whatever that decision is that you're really kind of being nudged towards, but you're kind of hesitant because you don't know if your partner is going to be on board or not. Get really clear with yourself in a moment of stillness On why, why it is that you want to make these new decisions? Is it because you were just on Instagram scrolling and this looks good? I guess I'll try this. That's not very compelling. Find the real reason why. Keep asking why, 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 why do I want to find the root cause of why I want to experience this? And I would say, especially, you know, speaking, it's definitely both partners, but oftentimes. I find that it is the female who is wanting who is deciding realizing assessing hey this relationship experience isn't quite where I want it to be or my life experience isn't where I want it to be I want to make some changes usually in our experience it's the woman who's saying hey I'm not happy I want something to change so if I'm speaking to a feminine or you know someone who is more feminine whatever the relationship dynamic looks like the thing that I encourage women to do is one, get clear on yourself, and then two, communicate in a clear, crystal clear, and healthy way with your partner as you are making these changes and anchor your communication to your why. Mm. That hopefully is so that you can experience, you know, just for an example. I want to be healthier so I can experience more joy in life or so that I can show up better for my kids or whatever that deep rooted feeling is for you. When you go to your partner, don't kind of blindside them with all these things that we're going to change together or else. Share with him why you're doing it and also share what what you want to experience more of or like I'm doing this because it just lights me up, or because I'm really intrigued by this. I think what happens so much for so many different couples is they start this process of self development and they get two, three, five, a year, you know, how many months down the road, maybe a year or so, and they're like completely shifted and changed. And they weren't communicating with their partner in a proper way. So you kind of wake up one day and you're like, Mm. well, who are you even? Mm -hmm. But you feel really good because you've started to make these changes. But where you've kind of left off or what you've left off is that really healthy communication with your partner that they deserve. They deserve to know where you're at and why you're going into these different choices for your life. So if you just say, well, I'm going to do this and I don't care what you do and I don't care what you say. Rather, if you're like, hey, can I can I talk to you about something really important to me? You know, I've, I've just felt these nudges lately to start eating healthier and and I'm really not feeling well. And so I think this is going to be really good for me. And I, I, I'm just feeling my intuition really pushing me this way. And I'm really excited about these changes. All I need from you is your support. That's all I need from you. And if you have any questions or if you want to talk about it, cool, I would love to, but all I need from you is just your support. And just knowing that I could talk to you about it along the way, just like lights me up, just like makes me feel so good. I would so appreciate that. Do you think that's something that you could help me with or something that you could show up for? What guy is going to be like, hell no. You know, it's (laughs) when you, but it's on the woman or whoever's coming to their partner. It's on them to frame it in a way that the other person wants to respond positively to.
0: Yeah. I think that's that's step one. Oh my God. That's so healthy. That's, I mean, that's anyone who's ever faced. This issue within the question that I've asked—that is such excellent advice. I mean, how? That's unfuckwithable. How do you? Yeah. yeah. You, you, you can't. How are you gonna throw that in somebody's face? How are you going to make anybody feel about? How could that not be effective? That's wonderful.
1: Yeah, it's it's really comes back down to which, unfortunately, so many of our relationships in in this world are uh, codependence and codependent. When there isn't the allowance for independence in relationship, even like committed relationships, there's such a need, it's it's such nourishment for the relationship to have independent uh, pursuits, interests, um, just time at large. And so when that's not allowed, there there's a threat when something new to the mm. relationship shows up like, hey, I have an interest in like evolving myself from a health perspective. That can sometimes be viewed as like a threat to the relationship, um, and so I think critical if that is the case, critical would be to embody, you know, allow your partner to come alongside you in this journey, but postpone teaching them, yeah. postpone preaching to them, and rather just sort of let them know what you're doing transparently, and mm-hmm. let the fruits of your labor speak for yourself. If this person loves you unconditionally, they, it it will suggest that the codependency is not the, the, the core of this relationship, that there's this co-creative ability. And they will likely say, hey, what are you doing? Like you're freaking glowing. You're, you're crushing it. How do I get involved with this? How can I be a part of this? Because you, the fruits of your labor will speak for themselves. And that's the invite for potentially the chance to be able to like enroll them into whatever you have mm-hmm. going on. But like, it's especially if you love something and it's working for you, it's so hard to bite your tongue and not be like, yeah. oh my God, I have to tell you everything you need to be doing. Um, so waiting for that invitation is
0: huge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can imagine, you can imagine what it's like in my house, you know, Sean, Podcaster, biohacker guy with a thousand devices on the thing behind him, you know, meditation, (laughs) growth hormones, and I mean, just so many different things. You know, I I have to I have to be aware of of how how much I talk about it because, you know, if if I walk out of this room right now and go and just like barrage my wife with a conversation that I just had, she's gonna be like, whoa, cool, that's great, it's great, you know. But you know, going at it from from embodiment. And and letting the results sort of speak for themselves, you become calmer, you become more attractive, you become uh, more more efficient, more effective. I I, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Being a highly effective person with big dreams and big goals, and still being available for your partner. Mm-hmm. What's the hardest part?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I- Maybe it's not the hardest, but one of the things that comes up, you know, for me is is the the energetic role you have to play in order to be in this world successful. And mm-hmm. oftentimes that looks like a more masculine energy, which is decisive, very driven, very penetrating, very task-oriented, mission-oriented, purpose-driven. And that is a beautiful energetic space to live in. And it's how so many success worldly successful people um, become successful. That can be tough in a relationship because it's like two penetrating forces up against each other. And so to switch it might make for good business partners, but it may not make for like sexy dynamic in the bedroom or like a or like a collaborative, co-creative function to building a family in a legacy. And so one of the biggest challenges is just being able to pull off alpha hat hmm. that we both sit in for the traditional workday and be able to move into a more feminine, masculine polarity during dinner, during the evening, on the weekend, when we go on a date, when we go to coffee. So it's setting containers and having proper protocols and uh, just just really awareness, just putting our consciousness on where and when we need to show up with these different sort of energetic hats such that we can foster intimacy. Or maybe it's like, hey, we're both in alpha alpha mode. Hey, we're both in kind of like decision maker boss masculine mode right now um, where we are not going to take anything personal, uh, but it's rather just more business related. And so it's just being really aware of that dynamic because what has happened and 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 we still work on is like boss mode transitions into the evening or into dinner time and then we're both sitting there in our masculine energies or in our alpha decision making spaces and we're talking to each other like we're business partners but that's going to kill your your sex life it's going to kill your the safety of your home like you want your home to be this this place of safety where there's this masculine and feminine dynamic of of being held uh and also um, being nurtured. And it's it's a more gentle approach to relationship versus the kind of the business mindset. So I would say that's one of the tougher parts about like penetrating and conquering the world, but also reining it back in to realize that there's beauty in the present moment and that it really does take these polarizing energies, the yin and the yang and the masculine and the feminine, the alpha and the omega, however you want to define that as really the the formula for relationship.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I would echo everything he just said. I mean, <clears throat> that's, was learning about the masculine feminine dynamic in relationship <laughs> felt like I was, you know, learning a secret to the universe. Um, and this is why so many couples who go into business together, either the business doesn't work or the marriage or relationship doesn't work because of what Chase just explained, this resonance, this alpha, alpha energy that, and it's—I will speak for the feminine. Um, It's—I would say—a different task for me to be in alpha mode, making decisions, being creative, you know, analytical, and and in business mode in my workday, and then transition into. Okay, I'm softening into my femininity so that he and I can have a, a spark, so that he and I can enjoy being around each other. So the feminine in the relationship if she's working alongside her partner has to she doesn't have to but if you want to keep the spark alive in your relationship for longer than the honeymoon stage it does require an understanding of how do i now Like Chase said, take off this masculine alpha hat that I've been wearing all day. And what is such an epidemic in our world is is so many women have had to acquire these masculine shells to function in their career, to run a household, to keep their body fit and be in masculine mode exercise. And we're not really taught how to take all those shells and masculine hats off that serve a purpose. They're helping us literally get through life. There's nothing wrong with them. The discrepancy comes when she doesn't know how to take that off. And now she's going into her home or into her relationship and still in alpha CEO mode at her man. What yeah. she really wants, her deepest desire in her heart is to be ravished by her partner and to be you know, taken or pushed up against a wall or kissed with passion, right? Like that's what most women want, but they don't understand that they're stifling it because they haven't learned how to transition from alpha to omega or from masculine to, to back into their feminine essence. And that's critical, if you want your relationship to really thrive, especially if you're in business together. So mm. everything he just said, echoing completely. And it's, it's something that is very real in my life right now. I'm, I'm currently running a program, running a course called Deep Love for Women who I, I'm teaching them. I'm going through this with them on how we do this, this energetic agility, as we call it. How do we do this? And how do we make it a practice? How do we make it second nature so you don't have to have like candles lit and crystals and like friggin' seance like to <laughs> to make it happen? How can you do it?
0: Yeah, that's really really important. Really insightful. Yeah, there there's um, you know there's this pulling away of the power of being a traditional mother, traditional wife, traditional woman, which is nurturing and supportive. And yeah, well, I, I'm so glad you said it because I, I do believe that too. And that's and that's an important uh it's an important thing to be reminded of because women have it really hard. You're expected to do both, you know, and if you're in a leadership position, it's exponentially more challenging for women to be able to to make really consequential decisions and lead people and be inspiring and firm and fair, and then come home and let that, let that go to be able to accept, uh, accept love and affection and to, to receive. Yeah. That's, that's, I, I, I think that's a really important idea for, for people to come away with. And, and even if you're not running a business together, if you're running a house together, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> if you're raising children together, that it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's also complicated, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
2: I, I would say that it, it's necessary sometimes this, you know, polarity is, alpha and omega or masculine and feminine, but resonance is where there's alpha alpha or omega omega. And, and there are situations in like the example of running a household where you need alpha alpha, you have kids, you know, sometimes it takes two people to get kids in bed, teeth brushed, bathe in pajamas. It's like, all right, you ready? Let's go. It mm-hmm. doesn't require you to be in polarity. There's no like spark You know, romantic spark that's necessary when you're trying to wrangle kids and stuff. So there is functionality to it. There is a purpose to this resonance, but it's a a level up skill to be able to, like, okay, I can relax into my essence. Mm
0: -hmm. I'm going to let
2: go of that. Okay, I'm here. I am safe. I am home. I am whole. I'm good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It takes work too. It takes work. It takes tools. Takes strategies, just like anything else, if you want to continue to grow, it takes a little bit of time and attention to cultivate that. And you're gonna fail. You're gonna screw up. You're gonna feel awkward. You know that's yeah. just part of the deal, and that's okay. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So before before I ask the last question, because we're we're kind of we're kind of knocking on that that time. Um, where is there any question? that I didn't ask or, or something that, that either one or both of you are just massively passionate about right now that, uh, that you'd like to share? Mm.
1: Well, I, I will put a little book in on our, our story. I think we did, you know, we left off where we did reconnect, um, at this expo in, in Anaheim, California. And at the end of this event, we, we ended up like kissing each other. I, I kissed, <laughs> I grabbed her face and kissed her and told her I loved her. Um, and we, we really started working through our, our, um, history in our past. And, and I kid you not four months later, Megan moved down to California with me and we started what we call four months later, what we call part two of our relationships (laughs) uh, of our relationship. It'll be three years back together, happily divorced, uh, three years, I think in, in April. So Mm -hmm. coming up here
2: Easter. Yeah.
1: And so we will have been back together as ex-husband and wife in sole partnership as long as we were married. So definitely, a a milestone for us but yeah we we really lean into this hybrid between relationship support in the romantic space um and also just providing the world these medicines that we so freaking love Mm -hmm. and um that includes right now ahcc which we've already you know gone at length about um and and happy to provide more more info for for your listeners um and discount we'd love to you know offer you guys a discount if you're interested um but we're also creating a really cool, um, more fun, ritualistic product, a mushroom latte, actually. So it's going to be Mm. a really delicious caffeine free, um, mushroom latte with, with a couple of mushrooms that, um, maybe don't get enough love or not talked about enough and a little more gentle, delicious approach to having mushrooms in your life. So those are a couple of things we're working on. Stay tuned. Hopefully this summer, uh, is the anticipated time to launch that product, but we're really excited about it.
0: Awesome. So the last question that I ask is a fill in the blank, and this can be based on anything that you know. It doesn't have to be narrowly focused on relationships or, you know, nutrition or fitness or whatever. It can just be on whatever you know. And I'll, I'll I'll ask the question, and then both of you can kind of think about how you want to answer it, and then and then you can share that with me, and you can elaborate as much or as little as you wish. But the the fill in the blank question is. Everyone would benefit from knowing. Hmm. Hmm. Mm.
2: I have mine. Yeah. I'll wait for you, though. I'm ready. Right, go, go ahead. Everyone would benefit from knowing what their soul or intuition sounds like. Mm. And I will just say that. um, I'll try to keep it concise, but there is so much in our world that, you know, externally focused that we are being encouraged, invited, possibly even coerced into putting our trust and hope into establishments, parties, organizations outside of ourselves. And I'll leave it vague, but there is no greater skill That provides you more benefit, I believe, and sovereignty really than forming a relationship and really truly understanding knowing your soul on a deep level and what your intuition really sounds like because we're getting inundated all over. I mean, open your phone and there's 100 people people telling you what to think, what to believe, what to do with your body. And if you don't have a good relationship, a strong, sound relationship with what your intuition sounds like, you're going to be pulled all over the place. And it's might some of it might work out okay, but it's probably if that's a chronic pattern in your life, you're probably going to experience a lot more pain and a lot more, um, I would say, unconsciousness in your life if you don't have a relationship with your own intuition and your own guiding light that comes from you and no one else.
1: I we're so aligned, we're complete complete twin flames, I think <laughs> is what the term is. Um because mine was very similar, which is you know, like just simply like you know and don't let somebody else tell you how it should be. And so I'll I'll go you know, echoing everything that, that Megan had said, but also go into the fact that in this process of listening to your own intuition or, or hearing your own inner voice, it's tough to do that through like a book. It's tough to do that even through a podcast. It's tough to do that by studying or going to school. Our world is really structured for left to right, top to bottom, study, memorize, rationalize everything to come to knowledge what is missed is experience. What is missed is the senses. What does it taste like? What does it feel like on your skin? What emotions are coming up in your body when you experience something? We are limited by the English language in ways to describe things that are more profound. And so to just listen to somebody else speak, to just read words that are on a page, you will miss out on the downloads. You'll miss out on the amount of knowledge that will be gained that you're unable to articulate we've all been through these things i mean love love is a word that we can't even come close to explaining the feeling of what it feels like to be in love and we're limited by the language we're limited by the letters and so before you get too far ahead of the like through study and through uh you know listening or accumulating all of this information before you get so far ahead like give yourself some time to experience Mm -hmm. These things that you're learning. Let them run through your body because the the breakthroughs and the and and the the profound moments of enlightenment through just experiencing something will really allow you the tool to be able to just listen to yourself. You know what I mean by that specifically is like something I talk about all the time. If you're not really in tune and 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 getting more in tune with yourself or your inner voice, you'll mistake certain feelings for um. You know, feelings like excitement can be mistaken for shame or fear. And I think about the moment of going up a roller coaster. There's this bubbling butterfly effect that's going on in your body. But on the other side of that is, is excitement. It's adrenaline. It's a complete blast. That feeling can be mistaken for like, I shouldn't do this. But on the other side of it is, is beauty and it's profound. So like even just a simple practice of like just mapping what is showing up into your body and the communication that shows up for you and getting really familiar with it. Like, whoa, those are the butterflies that I felt before I went to Burning Man. Oh, Burning Man was super rad. And that was an incredible experience. So I'm getting these butterflies as I choose this, you know, path in life or this project. I'm getting the same Burning Man uh, butterflies. This is going to be rad. This is awesome. This is my intuition telling me lean into this, man. You should lean into this. It's going to be it's going to be pretty great different from, well, I'm getting a bad vibe off of this person. And maybe you have a history of, of, you know, engaging in like a relationship that you get this sort of pit in your stomach, like gut feeling, and you're like, Oh, well, I don't know what this is, but I'm gonna do it anyway. And then it ends up leading to pain, or, or maybe you hurt somebody or you get hurt. Remember that feeling, that's your intuition telling you no. And so if that pit of your stomach, just emptiness feeling shows up, know that it's not excitement. Even though it can still be discomforting. It's not that little anxious excitement that you might have gotten going up the roller coaster thinking about Burning Man. Rather, it's an indication from your soul, from your intuition saying, this will lead to pain, shame, guilt. And so, you know, steer clear. So, I encourage people just practically to start mapping what's coming up for them in their bodies or think back on times in your life when you've experienced bliss, happiness, love. What did it feel like? Think back on times in your life when you experienced pain, sadness, darkness, what did it feel like? Make note of it and start getting familiar with those feelings because that's the voice of your intuition.
0: Hmm. Wow. I just wanted that to settle in a little bit for people. (laughs) I Love it. Those are two great, great answers to that question that I've asked hundreds of times, you know, wonderful. Allow that to sink in for everybody. Where can people find you both online? Where should you send them? Where would you send them?
2: Yeah, our website is themedicine.com and medicine is spelled M E D I C I N, no E on the end. So themedicine.com. You can really find anything from there, but we also hang out a lot on Instagram. My handle is Mimi underscore the medicine. And um, then also our podcast the medicine podcast. Um, That's our pride and joy. That's our baby. That's our source of play that we get to experience, you know, wonderful conversations with people like yourself. And it's really a gift that we love to give to the world. And I'll let you share your.
1: Yeah. Your yeah. No podcast on any traditional podcast platform, the medicine podcast. And then uh, my Instagram handle is the underscore chasing underscore one, the chasing one. Uh, it's a play on The chosen one. It's my name is not Chasen, which some people uh, tend to think is. Uh, But yeah, hang out on Instagram. We're super open. We we try to engage as much as we can with our uh, community. So so by all means, hit us up, ask a question, listen to an episode. Um, You know, hit us hit us. We we love you know back and forth dialogue. And then yeah, you'll enjoy our website. We've got everything from you know the products that we uh, work with on our show and recommend for people. We call it our medicine cabinet. Um, and then obviously HCC is on there as well. And, uh, if, if, interested, uh, snag a product or, or hit us up and, and ask some questions, but yeah, we're super, we're super into engaging with people.
0: Good. So open door, anybody that wants to connect, don't, don't hesitate. That's great.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, this has been phenomenal. I, I, I had high expectations for this conversation because, um, because I, f- I find you guys so dynamic and so fascinating and what you're doing in the world is, is in such alignment with uh, with where I'm going to, um I and you guys didn't disappoint. you did it. You did it. So this is a blast so, man. thank you. Thank you thank you so much for being with with me today on the optimal performance podcast.
2: Thank you. It was a joy.